Um, I hope we have an intro by this point. <laughs> that is going to be our intro. I just, I'm just saying, I hope we do. This and is it, our intro. I don't think that, I hope this is not our intro because this is a really <laughs> lame intro. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we have something. Um, but in case we don't. I'm Sam. And I'm Miguel. And welcome to the Didn't Anyone Mention podcast. Nice. like it. Um, well, but everybody knows what is happening this weekend. Do you know? Um, is it like this November 3rd? Um, or today's the 4th? What's happening this weekend? Yeah, what's happening? I have no tonight? idea. Farmer's market's over? No, what's happening tonight? November 4th? Yeah. I have no idea. Daylight savings. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say I found out the coolest fact about you that you didn't know that leap years were a thing, unless you were just pranking me. No, yeah, did not know they were a thing. Yeah, that's a... It just didn't seem real. It's just not just the U.S. things, like everywhere thing, like, you know. <laughs> like everywhere in the world, is I, it? I'm pretty positive. It's so. like global. I mean, everybody uses the same calendar, right? I don't know, dude. All I'm saying is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why every four years we add one day. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. All right. Fair but, enough. you know, it's something that not everybody does is daylight savings. Um, so I got a little, some little stuff about daylight savings for you. Okay. Because, I, you know, I was going to go over leap years, but we got February for that because, you know. 2024 is a leap year. Supposedly. Um, supposedly. <laughs> um, daylight savings. Okay. Not everywhere does it, but I'm going to go through a little bit of history daylight savings for you. Um, Germany and Austria were the first ones to do like daylight savings in 1916. So it hasn't been around for, for five ever. What else happened in 1916? I feel like that's another big year for something else. No, 1916. I bet a Is that World happened. War One? I? I don't know. Is it? Let's look. We can look. Do you? Are you looking it up? Yeah, but I turned my phone on airplane. Oh, well, here. <laughs> let's see. We can look it up. We'll be right back. <laughs> so World War One was from 1914 to 19... 1919. Okay, so they just decided to mess with all the yeah. troops with daylight savings. Yeah, well, uh, so that there was like um, a presidential election. And his first action was... <laughs> no, this is this is Germany and Austria. They were the first ones. We didn't... Um, it says since 2007. What? This doesn't sound right. I think it was like, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. Um, and then two years later we started doing this. So in 1918 we started doing daylight savings. Sorry. I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> I do research in between um, my main job. Mm-hmm. I think I just was in the middle of the thought process on that one. So that's awkward. Sorry. My bad. Um, but, you know, World War One, we're just messing with people, you know? Yeah, we are. Um, not that, you know, anybody had anything else to worry about, but it's, it's whatever. Daylight Savings was on the top of my priority list. <laughs> um, but, fun fact, Canada was the very... It says that on July of 2000... Or 2008, 1990, 1908, geez. The residents of Port Arthur, Ontario, it's Thunder Bay nowadays. Um, it's a cooler name. They did start the world's first daylight savings, which when they set their clocks forward an hour. Um, they just did it collectively as a group? I guess so. They were just like, you know, let's just do this thing. But since 2007, it has taken place on the second Sunday of March. When the clocks spring forward, oh, you so spring an hour forward. That's when it became, like, uniformed? I guess, yeah, that's when they decided, like, the second oh, man, Sunday. That yeah. was, like, not that long ago. I know, which, I don't know if it was just, like, sporadic and, like, the, like, I wonder if it was almost, like, hey, next daylight savings time will be this many weeks away, or, you know, like, so it wasn't exact, but I'm guessing they just now are, like, okay, it was just uniform, second Sunday, 
and then the first Sunday of November, which you would think second Sunday of March, second Sunday of November, but nope, that would make too much sense. I'm almost, how old was I? I was in third grade, fourth grade at that point. (laughs) I knew it was downhill from there. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah. That makes me believe in daylight savings even less. I know, right? It's just, it's just a... Something that we don't actually believe. It's the same year the, or I guess the 2008 is when the economy collapsed almost. Makes sense. Yeah. Nobody you know. was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it says that in Britain, though, and elsewhere in Europe, the clocks change on the last Sunday of March and the last Sunday of October, which that one makes more sense because it's like uniform, but I'm still confused on why, how, why. But we're going to get into that. To be honest, it, it sounds like Easter to me. Like it's on the... what? <laughs> that is Easter. Um, I think it's on the fourth third Sunday of every Yeah, it'd be oh. easier if it was just one day. Wait, no, it's not. Because it can be in April or May. Or no, March See, or April. Now that's getting too crazy. I know. Like, Easter's I thought, whack. I thought Thanksgiving was on a set day in November. Up until... No, it's on the third, no, third, 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 yeah. third, Yeah, I know that now. But I'm pretty sure I didn't know that until... What's another one? Leap years every four years... Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't know Thanksgiving was on the third Thursday of November until no. I was, like, in high school. I thought it was November 25th the whole time. Dang, that's pretty – I mean – Nobody explained these had, things to me. Yeah, I mean, you've never – like, who cares, right? Yeah. Like, Thanksgiving, you had the day – you had the whole week off I know. In, in school, so who cared? You just – True. Like, it's not like right now where you only get the one day. <laughs> like, yeah. And also, like, Easter, like, days of the month, like, 4th of July. I'll never forget that holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the – but, like, Christmas, you're never going to forget Christmas. I didn't realize Christmas and New Year's were sure. exactly a week apart for a long time. What? They're seven days apart. Yeah. Christmas and New Year's are always on the same day of the week. Yeah. And I guess I just never thought about that. Interesting. But not until, I want to say not until I started being able, like, getting time off. So, like, I don't think I've really ever put that together until maybe the last five years. Wow. Like, until, like, they just all blended together. Like. That's true. I feel like it starts slow. With, like, especially when you're in school, like, you just get into school, and then I think, like, a week or two in, you have, like, a Labor Day. Yeah. And you have mm-hmm. your first break. You know, like, now now yeah. you're, that you're in the workforce, like, if you well, have bank the- or holidays, oh, it's like, yeah. you get Labor Day, and yeah. then Veterans Day. Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, wait, what's October? October has one. Memorial Day? No. No, October doesn't have any. Yes, it does. I feel like we just had a Monday off. And yeah, Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so you have like late. So yeah, when well, I don't know if they get that off in school. They do. Uh, no, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Banker holidays get more days off than school kids. <laughs> Man, I know. Isn't that crazy? It's a good. It's a good life. Yeah. No, it's. Um, but it all just. I feel like it all just speeds up. Yeah. Up until like New Year's, mm-hmm. and then. And you then, go through this huge stretch. Yeah, of like nothing. Yeah. And then maybe if you celebrate like Valentine's Day with somebody. Yeah. But even then, that's President's just work. Day. Nobody celebrates President's well, Day. Well, we get it off, so. Baker holidays. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I don't, I think the biggest gap is like until 4th of July, like if that's, or June, Juneteenth, Juneteenth is we get one after that. So, but like, I know there's like a, almost like a two to three month span of like no holidays and you're just like, please, Dude, please. it is so crazy. Cause like coming from my other industry, yeah, like even if they said you got the day off, it was a paid holiday. It was never paid. It was never paid. You just got to actually have a day off. And even then I didn't. Because if somebody wanted me out there, I would go out there and fix their heating or their cooling. And it's like, I never got the day off. It was always just constantly like, I'm enjoying this, but... but. So, okay, anyways, you can get back off that. Oh, well, either way, holidays, holidays. This is, with having a kid... I was never like a daylight savings man. I'm like way thrown off for like a day or two. Like I was never right. like whatever. Right. But I can't even imagine having kids. And it's like six months. You're like getting your rhythm down. Boom. Switch it again. Dead. Dead. Well, I'm going to break your mind here. 
But you do have a kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the first one, and I'm kind of scared because now we're on a schedule, and now it's all going to be messed up. I don't think it'll be that bad. I know, but I mean, fallback is the best one because you get extra hours. I I think it all balances out. I don't think you get an extra hour, but no, this one is the best one. If Um, anything, I think you lose an hour of the day because it skips instead of repeating. It repeats. Because oh, you, it changes at two and you go back to one. Yeah, you're right. Sucka. Which one is it? It's spring forward. Yeah, it's the spring where it jumps from two to four. Two to three. Yep, two to three. <laughs> you're right. Yep. Anyways. Um, I did not go to college. Te- I guess it's technically November 5th because it's at 2 a.m., right? And that's technically the 5th, so that's when it will reset. Mm-hmm. Um but just so everybody knows, mark your calendar, March 10th, 2024 will be when it sits back. Um, so So far away. I know. We'll remind you every episode. <laughs> yeah. You got only good more weeks. Uh, American lawmakers in 1966 wrote the Uniform Time Act, decided at the right time of day to shift. Like So pretty much if we had to come up with a rule, it'd be like, okay, at 2 a.m., that's when we're all changing them. So that's what they did. So whenever everybody hits 2 a.m., that's when you're supposed to hit it. It's the 2 o'clock in a, uh, in a meridian. In a meridian. In a meridian. Yeah. Anti-meridian. Anti-meridian. Where? Oh, sorry. Up there. Anti-meridian. Anti-meridian. Yeah. Supposedly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Apparently a 2 o'clock anti-meridian. Whatever you want to say. That's what I've been saying since 2007. <laughs> Um, the idea is to move an hour of sunlight from the early morning to the evening so that they can be more useful during the daylight. Mm-hmm. Productivity. Do you know, do you want to know who came up with this? Probably industrial leaders. Okay. Industrial, I mean, Benjamin Franklin, this really? mother trucker, dude. Benjamin Franklin really did it? Yes. He is often credited for the first to suggest it in the 18th century after he was, Okay. After he realized he was wasting his Persian mornings by staying in bed. His Persian mornings? That's what it says when he was in Persia or whatever. I don't know. Whatever he, wherever he was, he apparently was wasting his mornings in bed. So he's like, give me more nighttime. He was like, we should just change the clocks for everybody because I'm lazy. What the hell? Yeah, this mother trucker. So he proposed it. That the French fire cannons at sunrise to wake people up to reduce candlelight consumption at night. He was like, you know what? Just wake everybody up. And this is... So, uh, candle consumption is um, energy, right? Balanced off. So, like, people were using too many candles because they were lighting up. So, they were like, well, if we wake them up earlier, they won't stay up as late. So, we don't have to supply as many candles. Okay. And that then, makes sense. And then... He, so the nowadays they kind of say, like that it reduces energy. Like there's no. But does it really? There's not a lot of evidence on either. So I was like looking it up, and it's like, does it really affect energy? And it, there's not really anything that says that it does. Because I think it, it says it's like half a percent or something. It's like super small. Like half a percent on a. Let's just take it to the U.S. Yeah. For like three hundred and fifty million, mm-hmm. I would assume that's a lot. But like, but in the grand, you're scheme, also people are waking up at the same time, quote unquote. Yeah. Sun. The sun is out, but it's not like super bright. You're still yeah. gonna turn on lights. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's not like and also energy now. You know how much stuff takes energy now, like, <laughs> like. What do you mean? Like you have your phones plugged in, you have all these clocks plugged. In, you have all this stuff using electricity. Like you yeah. can't really like say like year to year. Like I mean, maybe now, but I don't know. So, um, but I don't know if any if you remember, it was kind of at the end of COVID. We were like, let's catch a break. But in March 2022, the Senate suddenly and ununanimously passed legislation to do away with daylight savings. Um, Wait, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, so, yeah, they, you don't remember this at all, I think, I don't know, I think somebody in your family brought it up, but. Of course they did. um, They were trying to get rid of it, 
they were saying, like, we shouldn't have daylight savings, we should just get rid of it. Like, they just had come up. Because other places don't, like... Um, I know Arizona doesn't participate. Um, the Hawaii, Alaska, like, I have a couple other places that just don't participate. A lot of places don't. Um, let's see. Oh, in October. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll get there. I'll get who doesn't do it and who does. But... Making the like, saving time permanent, which I don't know which one ended up being permanent. Who really cares? As long as the time just doesn't change in the future, that's all I care. But the bill failed to make it out of the house. So This is how we're spending our yeah. tax dollars? Yeah. Even though we couldn't just like make up a thing. Um, <laughs> I think just send a Facebook uh, invite or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, the Republican of Florida, um, Senator Marco Rubio... Um, reintroduced the bill in March of 2023, so not that long ago, but it hasn't been taken up by the House yet. So that's still in the air. We may, in the next few years, like, we not have it. Who knows? But fingers crossed. Do you have anything in the benefits of versus the benefits it's against? It's just not like there's nothing. That's exactly why it's a problem. Like, there's nothing good and there's nothing really bad out of it either. Like, it's just... So Ben Franklin's still making ripples in today's society. Dude, when isn't Ben Franklin messing with people, you know? Freaking murdering people and stuff. He's not murdering people. He had dead bodies under his house. Yeah, that was... Oh, because he I was, was just doing cadavers or whatever Yeah, so a little side note here. I was going to do a podcast on Ben Franklin because under his residence there was over 1,500 different bones yeah. that he found. Or I guess that, that were found, found that yeah. dated to his time frame. Um, it ended up being pretty. Explain the way. Yeah, it ended up being pretty like not that big of a deal. So his nephew um, was studying to be a doctor, and at that time they had to find their own cadavers. Well, yeah, that was like a whole thing. Yeah, so that's what that's where they were from. They were just cadavers. Mm-hmm. I know. So, anyways, mm-hmm. back to your podcast. Um. Yeah, ever since I heard like um, Benjamin Franklin, um, but I did find so well. So, um, in October twenty twenty two, Mexico ended daylight savings time for most of the country, but carved out an exception for the area along the U.S. border. <laughs> so literally, that make any sense? Yeah, the um, wall of time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like parts of tri- like. We're one of the ones that definitely do it. Um, Alaska, I think um, Canada still does it. Um, it's just also, but you said not good or bad, and I thought this was an interesting tidbit. In 2020, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine called for an abol 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 abomination abomination not abomination. What are you trying to politician? What am I trying to... Abol... Abolition. (laughs) That's embarrassing. But I like abomination. (laughs) The abomination (laughs) of daylight savings. What'd you say it was? Abolition. Abolition? Jeez. (laughs) My brain is like not competing. (laughs) I just want to say abomination. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, sorry. Let me just turn back in. Um... (laughs) But they said that in this statement, the Academy said that um, by disturbing the body's natural clock could cause an increase of stroke and cardiovascular events and could lead to more traffic accidents. I think they're spending way too much time on this. I think just... I think we should just get rid of it. Yeah. Or what do you say? Keep it. I don't know. What do you think? I think if we get rid of it, I think we'd all have to agree on a certain time. I don't think so. I think whatever we're in, like just let keep on going. Whenever it's signed into into law. Yeah. So if it's before, if it's after November fifth. If I had to choose, I would say I'd want it to be lighter earlier. So I guess after. But that's only at half the year because the other half. We spring backwards to... No, if we signed it into law saying after um, the fall time clock goes back an hour, so it's earlier, so it's brighter earlier, Mm -hmm. I would like to keep that instead of where 
we you push more daylight oh, yeah, yeah, towards the end right. of the day. I see what you're saying. I think that's what I would do personally because yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I don't like getting up early. I just do. Mm-hmm. And it, it would fit my lifestyle better, I think. What would you pick? I wouldn't care enough. You wouldn't care enough? No, I like sleeping. I know. I'm not an early riser, so. Yeah. So I think I think I would definitely pick. I guess I would be the one to just agree with you because if we had to pick one, I'll pick yours. Okay. Well, (laughs) debate settled. Yeah. Because I'm guessing, like, because what would we vote for? You know, like, how would we pick? And I'm not going to be that one that's going to be like, I don't care because I want it to be something for you, benefiting you, I guess. Okay. I appreciate that. No problem. I can do what I say. But, anyways, a little bit of daylight savings. Ben Franklin just really wanted us to. Ben Franklin, that dirty dog. It always comes back to him. But, um, well, I have another thing for you because I knew that one was going to take a lot of time. But you, know, you knew it was? No, I said I knew it wasn't going to take oh, a lot okay, of time. Okay. Um, and. I got the real meat and taters. The real meat and potatoes, huh? Yeah, dude. Even though every time you say it, I'm like, oh, man, a good power sounds good. <laughs> um, but do you have... I don't think you even know what I'm going to do it about, but uh, do you have any guess? Any... Can I have a hint? Mm, California. California. Mm-hmm. It's not too spooky. Okay, it's so it's, a, it's another spooky one? Yeah, kind of spooky. Mm, in California. I'm going to go with Winchester. You're so right. I did. I got it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so funny. Winchester. So, the Steve Winchester and I, Mystery House. Yeah. Steve and I were talking about this Winchester. He's been there. Dude, I want to go so bad. Yeah. Steve what was telling me. What did he say? Me, did he say it was cool? Yeah. He said it was just like kind of funky. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I want to go because it's just like she um, believed that she just couldn't stop because there was the like a curse against her house so she had to keep on building yeah or else so, bad things would happen to yeah. her so she just like would build like stairs and just went to nothing and i was looking at it and it's just in the middle of this like suburb yeah yeah she was just yeah but was, yeah. yeah steve said it was like weird and that there was just you might talk about it so i'm not going to get into it i'll go into but um if, like what it has like it's yeah. it's massive it's 24th thousand square feet oh my god yeah well steve if you're listening (laughs) sam did the winchester mansion (laughs) um the winchester mystery house is something that i really want to go to Um, i'd like to it is a historic landmark um it's in san jose california um i really want to go i'd like to this is this is the one i think we brought it up in our podcast one time when um the lights went out and oh yeah i'm out i'm leaving you um and it was uh we were watching a scary movie based off of this it was definitely um what is it creative freedom or whatever it was it was just a scary movie that i just don't like scary movies yeah so um but it is the personal residence of Sarah Lockwood Party. I want to say party or... Dang, what's up? <laughs> party of... Um, Winchester. She's the widow, widow, widow of William Wart. Not like Wart. Wart. W-I-R-T. Uh, Winchester. And Eris. W W W. What would William do? <laughs> um, to a large portion of the Winchester repeating arms fortune. So she, this is Winchester firearms. Yep, yep. Um, this is a lot of why she thought she was cursed is because um, of how many lives the Winchester rifle had taken. Mm-hmm. So um, this started in the mid 1800s. Uh, it started. It started. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to tell you how big it gets, but it started as an eight-room farmhouse in uh, California's Santa Clara Valley. Uh, it has become pretty much the most recognizable. Pretty much everybody knows what it is. You know? So, it started off as an eight-bedroom house? Yes. Damn, son. Yeah. It's... Well, think about it. It's out in the middle of, like, California, mid-1800s. Like, there's nobody else that, like, that you got true. space. Um, Probably an Airbnb. <laughs> 
<laughs> Make that cash. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it's so mysterious. It has, it's like a mansion. It's one of the haunted houses attractions. Um, it's one of the most biggest things in America. A lot of people know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it. Yeah. It, I mean, I want to go to it so bad. So, um, but she, let me see here. Was, um, she dub. Oh, I don't even know how I want to say this. Um, she did a lot of for her Spanish roots and the love of the Basque countryside. She mm-hmm. based a lot of like her styles off of that. Um, I want to say it's you. I want to say it's you, but I don't know how to say. Um, because two Yanada. Yanada. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, villa. Um, she honored it to her. Um, Miss Villa. We'll just call <laughs> Miss Villa. She she honored it to her. I don't want to say her name wrong too many times because I feel bad. But um, <laughs> uh, but as but as a widow, um, she and an heiress of this company where she has gotten um a twenty million dollar inheritance mm. along with 50% ownerships of the firearm mm. uh, business when William died in 1881 which I didn't look up I should have looked it up what 20 million dollars in now that I tried off into thought but I'm back now um, I was <laughs> thinking why did I not look up what 20 million dollars because she got 20 million dollars back in 1881 mm-hmm. that's not into today okay and processing, I'm going to have you double check that I'm actually reading this correctly. It is pretty much, if you round it down, if you round it down, $488 million. Yeah. Yeah. And what I get closer to the exact of 1881, not just 1800, um, it's closer to $600 million. Dang. That is a lot of money. And that's just like obviously the straight off and fifty percent of a gun. Generally one of the most company. popular like guns. Mm-hmm. Which holy cow. It's a lot of I money. can't even imagine. <laughs> um, but she was able to transfer her little not little, but her eight bedroom farmhouse style house um, into a massive mansion um, on hundreds of acres. It's a massive piece of property. Um, oh, so it's not in the suburbs? No, so, well, it, I mean, this is where it started, right? It was oh, hundreds okay. of acres. Um, but it was also fueled by rumors that Sarah built the house to escape spirits that's of what those I heard. who were killed by the Winchester yeah, rifle. That's what Steve was telling me. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that is the biggest reason because she had um, from what I understand, she had, like, fortune teller. Like, she was really into, I mean, her child died. Her husband died. She had a lot of, which I'm going to go into, but she had, her daughter was an infant. Like, ugh, man, that would just hurt. But um, her daughter died of a childhood illness. Um, and then a few years later, that's when her husband died of tuberculosis. So it was Damn. just kind of back to back. And people try to cope in a lot of different ways. Um but following the deaths of multiple family members, her infant daughter in 1865, her father died in 1869, her mother died in 1880, and both her father-in-law and husband in 1881, and her sister in 84. Jeez. So she thought she was, like, cursed. How many years did that span? Six years? Well, so 65 was her daughter. That was um, 65, and then her sister was 84. But, I oh. mean, it was daughter, four years later, dad. Um, I guess the biggest gap is between dad and mom, and that would have been 11 years, but um, then it was mom, one year later, father-in-law and husband, three years later, sister. So it was just like in groups. Um, she used to live in Connecticut, uh, New Haven, but then she made a fresh start in San Jose, California. That's like across the ways. Yeah, literally on tip to tip almost, like, as far as you could. Yeah, that's across um, the ways. And then within a few months, she had already added more than a dozen rooms to her house with 
the intention of accommodating for her two little sisters and their families. Um, in the next 38 years, reports claim that the property would um, constantly be under construction, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, she Sarah actually designed all of the additions herself, despite having no formal training, which I bet you could almost tell to a point because of how random it is, where she was just like more of like an it was a piece of art to her, more of instead of so practicality. I thought, I thought she was doing it to almost confuse the spirits also. Um that is a that's also something as well. Like another idea. Yeah, that's possibly. another idea, yeah. Um That's I mean also if this lady has equivalent to over half a million dollars, she tells you she wants a room a certain way. You might charge her a little more. Half a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, half a billion dollars. Excuse (laughs) me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry there. Didn't mean to offend you, Winchester. But, like, she got all this money. Somebody comes in and it's just like, no, I want this room this way. Well, also think about how, like, this is what, 18, like, late 1800s. People are just going to want to work just to live. You know, like, could you imagine? That's a sick gig. Oh, yeah, but also, I'm sure they still had Gold standards. Rush. Yeah. Like, some of the best houses built are from, like, yeah, but the early 1900s. So they're still stronger than these yeah. Corey Bartons or <laughs> yeah. freaking Hubble Homes, yeah, wherever exactly. the hell they are. Exactly. Um, Probably because the wood's denser than it is now. I saw something about that. Yeah, about yeah. how many greens. Yeah. Um, but construction ended upon her death of the mansion in 1922. She died in September of 1922, Dang. leaving it incomplete and her f- plans unfinished. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were always going to be unfinished. Let's be honest. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Exactly. It's never gonna. It would never do. Never. It would never be up to what she needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Um. But from 1886 to 1922, it never stopped. So that is 40 or almost 40 years. 30. 1886 to 36? 36 years. What did you say it was 1886 to 1942? 22. I'll be honest with you right now. 36 years. I'm going to say. Not a whole lot of gears are clicking up in this noggin, so I'm going to agree with you. Um, almost 40 years. Somewhere um, between 30 and 40 years. <laughs> That's what we're rolling. These gears are grinding. So, twenty. as I was telling you earlier, um, dude, so the build, so to, like, put a price tag on it, um, $5 million in 1923, or it's worth $71 million today. today. I feel like that did not grow as big. As the twenty million dollars did. Yeah, well, I guess Bad five million ROI. turned in. <laughs> You're not wrong. The curb appeal. She's got to bump those numbers up. <laughs> curb appeal. She got to upgrade the kitchen. Yeah, she got to do something. She got to do. Did she do millennial gray? Man, millennial gray. Let's be honest. That's yeah. the best way to go. She would have got at least one hundred twenty. <laughs> one hundred twenty million easy. Easy. Um. So, here's the specs, okay? The specs. I'm ready. 24,000 square feet. That is so much. That is so much land, dude. That's just Our her house. Our property here is only like 11,000. Square feet? Yeah, everything. The whole property. Not just the house. <laughs> the whole property is 11,000 like, okay. square feet. <laughs> she has dude. two of these. <laughs> just, just the in, property. Just in house. Yeah, just, yeah, in-house. That's, like, the other thing. She has 24 of our houses. <laughs> yes. Yes, she um, does. How many okay, garages, though? do you know... It doesn't say... I don't think she has garages. Sucker, dude. Okay, Value do you zero. have any guess on how many windows? Oh, do I have a guess? Yeah. Okay, well, if it's 24,000 square feet... I'm going to go with a humble guess of 297. No, you're not even close. Not even too high and too low? Too low. Too low? Okay, give me another guess. Um, I'm going to go with 463. Okay, just say it's five digits. It's five digits? Yeah. What the fuck? 10,000 windows. There's no way. Is this house made of glass? It says it has 10,000 windows. I got this from the Winchester Mystery House website. Like, literally where you buy tickets to go see it. Bro, imagine being a window guy. She calls you back. You're just like, fuck, 
dude, please stop. Okay, here's a good one. Okay. Just being an installer, the salesman's probably like, hell yeah. The installer's just out there crying, dude. Okay. Doors. Oh, gosh. Well, if you have 10,000 windows, I'm assuming you probably have three to three to one on doors. Three to one doors? Three windows to one door, so I'm going to go with 3,000. Two. Two thousand. Damn, I was gonna go with two to one. <laughs> that was good. Well, I mean, you kind of have to guess high. Um, do you know how many rooms it ended up with? Mm, Ninety-four. I don't know. Ooh, good guess. Uh, one hundred and sixty. Wow, one hundred and sixty. <laughs> how many bathrooms? Um, do you want to guess? Twelve. Thirteen. That was real close. Okay, it has ten thousand <laughs> windows and thirteen bathrooms. Yeah. Face is awesome. <laughs> she was, oh, think she, about okay. She was kooky. She was a little kooky. <laughs> okay, how many skylights? That's a random fact. Skylights. Oh, how many floors is it? Uh, well, I guess only one floor would have skylight, right? Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you actually can have a skylight into the bedroom with Puffy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That would be a horrible view. <laughs> He's like, bro, did you wipe? It's in one of the um, How many skylights? Oh, gosh. If they only had 13 bathrooms, I don't know, 83? About oh, 52 skylights. Damn. And then we have 47 stairways and fireplaces. That's a lot of fireplaces. And then all natural 17, guys? I don't know about all natural. Um, 17 chimneys. So, I don't know what's going on with all these fireplaces. Where the I can only going. imagine her heating bill. How many furnaces? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, okay, last but not least, do you know how many kitchens? Was she cooking for the ghosts? I don't know. I don't know either, so I'm going to go with 13 as well. About half that. Six. Six kitchens? Yeah. For 24,000 square feet. For 16, or 16, uh, 160 rooms. I'm like, bruh. I mean, were they good-sized kitchens? I don't know. I guess we have to go see. Like industrial. That'd be cool. 24,000 square feet. That is huge. That is massive. But, um. That is so big. Yeah. It is. It's intense. Um. But. Mystery House was, like, all... But it was a thing even before she died. Like, people were like, man, this girl's crazy. She's doing this. Oh, I'm sure they were. Um, I'd, I'd be like, bro. But this is on the website where you can um, go get a ticket. Um, but it says, was she instructed to build this home by a psychic? Was she haunted by the ghost who fell by the gun um, that won the West? The Winchester Rifle? Mm-hmm. Um, did construction truly never stop? Because um, there's like stories of like people still hearing like people hearing construction still. Uh huh. Um, what mo- motivated the socialite to cut herself off from the rest of the world and focus almost solely on building the world's most beautiful and bizarre mansion? Um, she was independent. She drew. She had a lot of drive. She had a lot of courage, um, and her legend lives on. The mansion was built. Um, the world, or she, the mansion, the mansion, the banshee. You okay, the, dude? No, I just can't <laughs> speak. The mansion she built is the world's most uh, renowned. Is the most re is renowned for all of their curiosities and innovations. This is from their website. So if you guys want to go see it, it's like a what website is it? Um, it's literally just the website of Winchester Mystery House. Because that's the actual name of the building. Um, but, and you can have weddings there. You can stay there. Like, you can You can do stay this. in one of the 160 rooms. It says that you can even, like, catch, like, paranormal. It has, like, a ghost tour. Um, I looked at it. I was going to see how much it costs, but. Bro, no um, way. <laughs> There's um, no way I would stay there either. I know. I wouldn't stay there either. I'd, I'd like maybe check it out, but... camp out across the street at the church. Yeah. Um, but 12 million guests visit the Winchester Mystery House since they opened the doors in June of 1923. So they're going to wait like a year after she died. 
a year after, then they're like, we want to come tour this lady's home. They're like, let's get it rolling. That's exactly And you know how much it is a ticket? Do you have any guess of how much it costs to go check oh this out? Oh, gosh. To use one of the 13 bathrooms, I'm yeah. going to go with thirty nine ninety nine. Forty one ninety nine. Forty one ninety nine. Inflation state. Gosh. Maybe what are they paying be- for? Are they still paying off the mortgage? Well, I'm guessing they're paying to keep renovations up and keeping it, like, able to go through. The renovations up, mm-hmm. huh? It sounds like the owner's And especially wear and tear from people well. walking through it all the time, too. That is true. So, but I do have um, some stories that come from the Winchester Mansion. Like you people who, love these stories. Oh, you seem to like them. Okay. Well, hold that thought for one second. Okay. So, I have three stories for you. Okay. Um... So, these are from employees who worked at the mansion for Miss Winchester. They have stayed... Okay. So. <coughs> some employees who worked at the mansion for Wis... For Wis... <laughs> you get it, dude. First things first. Story number one. Some employees who worked at the mansion for Miss Winchester, are said to have stayed on after their deaths. So, they mm-hmm. lingered. Sure they did. Um, I mean, maybe they didn't get paid. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I bet she paid me. <laughs> um, there are footsteps heard to be shuffling to and from Miss Winchester's room. Mm-hmm. Um, is it her servants? Is it, there's an apparition with black hair who's frequently spotted pushing a wheelbarrow. Perhaps the labor, laborer is what a present-day worker encountered in the halls of fire. There's a halls of fire. Um, I don't know. Is that where the chimneys it's are? Where, it's named no, it's because there's so many fireplaces there. Um, but apparently there's somebody like with a wheelbarrow, dark hair, that like wanders through there that people see all the time. Um, prior to the mansion opening for tours one day, the worker was on a ladder. He felt a tap on his shoulder, turned, and no one was there. Up on a ladder. That's why the Egyptians didn't like ladders, too. You see God. (laughs) Um, the worker, uh, refocused his attention on his task and then felt what seemed like a hand pressing against his back. Mm -hmm. He was still the only one in the room. But not for long. The worker that got out of uh, the but not for long. The worker just got out of there, leaving the otherworldly laborer alone to handle the job. It was like, yeah, it seems like you got it. You can work on this. I'll leave. And he just left. Yep, and that was an employee that worked there. I mean, honestly, valid response. Yeah, but I like that he got out. You know, he didn't like stick around and like it's like yeah, whatever. Dude, to be honest, I wouldn't stick around either. Like I mean, if, why would you? I don't think I've ever felt like a hand or anything on me. Anything like I believe in the supernatural, kind of paranormal, mm-hmm. but I've never experienced like a like a like a physical like touch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I totally understand that response. Dude, if I die before you, I'll totally like just touch you, freak you out. Wow! <laughs> I'll just be like Casper the Horny Ghost. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Just be poking you. Just like on your oh, man, you freaking you dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. We got the next one. Sarah's sealed room is the name of this one. In the nineteen oh six earthquake that destroyed um this one I don't know if you remember, this one's the big one that like a lot of San Francisco got like caught on fire like in 1906? Yeah. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. There's, I, don't, I don't know about I'm this I'm pretty one. positive about that. But it was some pretty... It caused a lot of damage to a lot of places. Uh-huh. But it caused serious damage to the house. In fact, she was trapped in a room while her workers um, were trying to set her free. Deeply shaken by her experience, Miss Winchester had a room sealed. It stayed that way until her last year when the room was opened and added to tours. Which, I think that's weird that you had it sealed until the last year when the room was open for tours. Like, Wait. Wait, hold on. She died in that room? No, 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 no. 
And then they just opened it up? Because of the event when she was trapped in a room, she created a room that was completely sealed and nobody went into it ever until they opened it for tours. After she passed. After she passed. Yeah, so she never saw it. Oh, so this is a room that the whole probably board did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, on one of those tours, a guide gathered participants in the room to explain the history and point out the objects found inside more than a hundred years after being sealed. Which the math doesn't add up. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it does now because it's like it has been a hundred years, but either way. Um, the guide heard a loud sigh in the hallway and went outside to bring in the straggler. She didn't find any tourists but did see a small ghostly form gliding around the corner. I'm sure she did. The the guide quickly followed. She didn't see anyone, yet she heard another sigh. Perhaps Smith's Winchester had used the seal room as a refuge from her tourists. Hmm? So I think they just gotta hang out in there. But I'm wanting to say it stayed that way until... Oh! No! I read that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm reading this sentence again. Does that make sense? Because if she stayed in there from refuge from the tourists, they opened it last year. Like, they opened it only a year ago, that room. Like, 2022? Like, 22. Being 100. That's why I was like, 100 years, that doesn't make sense. They opened it 100 years later. After oh. her death. Oh. That makes more sense. I was not reading that correctly. My brain was not put. So this room was just sealed off, and then they op- they just opened it not that long ago, and now it's available on tours. So they think she was hiding in there from all the tours. Oh, and she was the the thing floating around. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. huh? <sighs> sorry. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I just you, need to read yeah, it like five times. You threw me to- through a loop there. I threw myself through a loop. I've read that thing four times, and I was like, dang, <laughs> they say that it was in there for a hundred years, but I don't think they know how to do math. I don't know who's telling this story, but I just... <laughs> it's just how, it's how you say it. When you say it out loud sometimes, it just makes more sense when you've been reading it in your head so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't, like, super spooky, but it was mentioned that the house is so famous where filmmakers from Australia are making a movie about Sarah Winchester, which I think this is, like, kind of the one that... I mean, you always see a ton of these Winchester Mansion ones. Yeah, I feel like there's always something going on with, like, very common spooky mm. places. Yeah. Um, most of the film was done in Australia, but um, one of the actresses, Helen Marin, she was, like, starring the lead role of Sarah Winchester um, during her visit to the... Um, with her visit with a columnist of the Los Angeles Times, um, asked, like, if you have ever paid a fortune out of death, you have to pay the price, a psychologist price and a spiritual price. So if you ever have, so I'm going to read this again. If you have ever made a fortune out of death, you have to pay the price, a psychological price and a spiritual price. And I can only imagine that people who make fortunes to this day from selling. I can only imagine that people who who make fortunes to this day from selling weapons have pause at some point, especially if they are Christians. Am I going to pay? So pretty much what she's like questioning when she was being the role of Winchester, uh, Miss Winchester, is that she believed that. This fortune, because she had somebody who was kind of giving her fortune and uh-huh. like, hey, this is going to happen. She thought that maybe, because I didn't really go into it because it's not concrete. Right. People think that they had a fortune teller that was saying to, hey, you should do this. Keep on building. Keep on building. If so she, saying, did, she did have like a sidekick for somebody to tell her? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> she did, but they're like, okay, well. Winchester, she was so closed off from everybody and Uh she was so focused on this. Uh Not a lot of people really know exactly what's happened. And she had all these workers surrounding her, but it's not like the workers are always around her 24-7 either. Hmm. Um, Like, the same one. Um, The window guy, though. The window guy would be the one to ask. Yeah, I would ask Um, him. But what she's saying is, like, if you're going to tell people what to do, like, with their fortune, that's, like, almost like a weapon almost, right? Like, where it's... Very true. It's... 
that's a loaded that's a loaded gun you're giving somebody. Well, also, like there's other professions that make money through death. Yeah, and that's I think part of fortune telling. I think a lot of people do go to fortune telling or psychics or things like that when death is so like prominent in their life. Would you ever go to a psychic? <sighs> or like a I don't know. For me, like like the Long Island Medium. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, like, for me, before you answer, like, personally, I, I, in my mind, there has to be somebody that can bounce between the two worlds of the paranormal and the supernatural. Yeah. And reality. Right? But I don't think it's even I special people. I think it's somebody who is more open to it, right? I, I would think that it's somebody that's more open to it. I think, yeah. I honestly, I truthfully believe that instead of just, I think it's a religious person, somebody that has really intense faith, mm-hmm. um, that maybe has the ability to, mm-hmm. you know, bounce between the worlds. I, I don't know. I honestly have this is all just talk yeah. in my head. Um, but, like, myself, I don't think I could ever go to a, to a, like a psychic or, or like a, what is it called? A tarot card? A medium. Or, yeah. yeah. Or tarot card. What is that? Is that kind of the same thing? I think it's the same. I don't know. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. But they're all different. It's but in yeah. the same I can't realm, remember what I would they're say. actually called. Yeah. Tarot cards. I think there's, I think it's just yeah. readings. Or like readings. reading your palms. Yeah. Like, to an extent, I think, you know, if you see my palm, you obviously know what I've done in my past. Yeah. You know. I mean, even from just, like, looking for, like, your divine, like, yours is more, like, rough okay. and stuff. Yeah, and, and then just here. looking at, like, my arms, like, I have a lot of scars mm-hmm. and just cuts from sheet metal. It's also going to be, I think that's also yeah. a part of, like, even profiling people, you know? Yeah, but I'm not saying they can't tell who you are, but I don't know. Personally, I would have a hard time truthfully believing in what they say. Yeah, and... But I don't know where you stand in this. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's why I don't know if I ever would, especially, like, if you're, like, you find this person um, online or you meet with them, not prior, but you kind of almost, like, schedule a time. I feel like that would make me even more, oh, they could have looked me up. Oh, you can find me on Facebook. You you can find a lot out on somebody about social media. Like, that's another, like, tool. Um, So, I guess... That would be an interesting experiment if you started, like, a fake Facebook page with, like, things that are not you. Yeah. And then you scheduled an appointment. Yeah, that would be interesting because, yeah, it's a – I guess that's what I worry about. Because, like, even when you say it's private, is it how private is it, you know? Mm -hmm. You see a lot of stuff, like, just from ours. I mean, you can see, like, yeah, you're married, you have a kid. Apparently it's big now, too. Like, people can tell a lot from, like, your bumper stickers. Yeah, you can tell a lot from bumper stickers or your stickers in general, like on your mm-hmm. um, windows and on your car too. And yeah. um, I mean, it helps you target. I feel like if you wanted like to not or to like to who to avoid, who maybe not to mess with, <laughs> stuff True. like that. Um, but anyway, but either back way, on topic. I don't know if I would like. I don't know if I would. <clears throat> That's just too much. I just think it's too much. I'd rather figure it out myself, I guess. I think I would look into... Before I ask somebody else, I think I would look into it more myself, I guess. I would look into seeing, like, how I could be more open. Hmm. Interesting. I guess that's that would be... Instead of looking for it with somebody else, I would just try to find it myself. I guess that's where, that's where my thought process goes to. Interesting. So, so yeah. Yeah, okay, interesting. But um, Winchester Mansion is there's not a lot of spooky stuff on there because it's not obviously it's hard with spooky stuff. Paranormal things aren't technically like concrete, right? So All right. you're it's kind of hearsay. It's like ah, the police have said this, they've said that, but for the most part, I thought it was just crazy how big, how much there is of this place where it's at stuff like that but um i mean a lot of things can happen when you lose a lot of your family a lot of your loved ones a lot of your support system and then you move across the entire country by yourself mm-hmm. and you don't have anybody to talk to 
No. She more, she more likely just loved that house. Mm, I think she was a bit kooky. Think she, well, yeah. But love can make you kooky, dude. Kooky and spooky. Kooky and spooky. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, you got me going on this tarot card thing. <laughs> like... Like what? What about it? So, in certain faiths, right, everybody has their stories already written. Like, I, I don't know if this is Christian faith, where, like, yes. God has your, your plan. God has your plan, right? Uh-huh. Let's say it's written in a book on a shelf somewhere. God uh-huh. knows who you are, who you're going to be. You just have to believe in him, and he'll guide you to wherever. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up being who you want to be, mm-hmm. who you're going to be. Okay. Is a tarot card reader able to read that book from God? And if so, maybe. I'm, I'm not, like you, maybe. I not don't think so because so tarot cards. Okay, hold on. Let me finish this thought. Uh-huh. So, tarot cards readers, let's say hypothetically, they could peep into God's book here and see who you are, give you some hints or clues or whatever who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Would they technically be closer to God? Than a priest would or a pastor because they literally would, hypothetically speaking, have an insider look into God's plan for you. Literally God's plan. So this is – so there's a couple things I want to say. So that's why I think priests and pastors don't like the concept of like a card reader and stuff oh, like that because interesting. technically nobody would be that close – to God, quote unquote, I would say, um, there wouldn't be this kind of you can tell. You just have to have blind, like you just have to have faith. You don't need. So to it is a thing. So, where, so oh, okay. I did not know this. Disclaimer here: I'm not very religious. I don't consider myself to be, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a hater of religion. I like the idea of it. I just don't practice anything myself. But yeah. the whole history of everything is interesting. Okay, so back here where it's like, okay, tarot readers, and then you have the pastors and priests. Mm-hmm. They don't like – do they kind of bundle in the tarot card readers with like the supernatural and like yeah. – like, like, uh, mm-hmm. like if you um, – my, like my, my parent, who like my mom who's very religious. Right. If you would bring up that, she would freak out. She'd be like, "No, you don't ever do that. Like, that's not like real." Like in the that's same like, wheelhouse of like uh, the devil. <laughs> well, the devil and like, um, um, what is it? A Ouija worldly, board. Worldly, yeah, and yeah, worldly, quote unquote, is the word they like to use. Um, worldly, but what's I, not worldly? <laughs> just anything not from the Bible uh, or anything in the Bible. Uh, but I would say tarot because that's the other thing I have also a different family member who has learned how to read tarot cards and who was trying to get into that spiritual spirituality um, and like spiritualism. I think that's where that's I have a an different issue with that's it, a yeah. different religion or a different offset. Oh, it's a whole different religion for yeah, tarot cards. Yeah, spiritualism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spiritualism. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like your spirit, your chakra. Like that's that section is like with tarot cards as well. So what religion is just spiritualism? Spiritualism. So so what does that fall under? Like Christianity? Or I don't think I think spiritualism is kind of its own kind thing. of its own standalone. Yeah. Um, but with tarot card readings, I from personally I see it as. Um, you pick out your cards. I don't know if you've ever had a tarot reading, but nope, never, you, never will probably. I well, I'll tell you. You've who, done it. Yeah, I told you my um, my stepmom does it. She's learned how to do it. She did it for a while, but she stopped doing it. I don't know if she still knows how to, but she had us practice. But it was um because she was trying to figure out how to do it. But pretty much, I want to say. And also from the book that I got her about spiritualism, and I read a little bit about it, but it's almost that the person who's who is doing the reading, so the person who has the card, the tarot reader, is almost like a vessel where it's like it's it's almost conjuring that energy. You need to be on the same page with that person you're reading from, and you need to have that same likeness and that same energy where you're able to almost take in what their energy is shuffle up the cards, have them pick, and you just need to know how to interpret each one of those cards. 
So essentially what you're trying to do as a tarot reader is understand their energy and take in their energy and almost influence the cards. But you hold the cards. You split the cards. You pick out the cards. The person going to the The person reader. who's getting the reading done. Okay. So say you were visiting me. You would pick out the cards. You would break it apart. You would do, you would touch the whole cards. You would get, oh, okay. you would try to get your energy as much onto those cards. And the person who is trying to do the reading and explain it to you would be trying to absorb that and to take that in so that they can give you a fluent reading. Interesting. The spiritualism believe in a higher power? I don't know. If I don't know if you I just, far. I don't know if they, no, I only, I read a little bit about the tarot cards because I mean, that's what she told me, but that's like your third eye, third unlocking eye, yeah. your third eye, your common. auras, um, how, what your aura can. Interesting. But I don't know if it does have any higher power, but I just know that it has a lot of like spirits and um, understanding yourself, stuff like that. It's very interesting. I did um, not know. I did not know you've done it before. Mm-hmm. But, um... Can I remember what she said now? No, but I mean, <laughs> it was like, you know, practice and stuff like that. So I don't know if she still does it, but she'd have to figure it out again, I'm guessing. Well, I think, I think it was a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I learned I learned a lot. Cool. Well, um, we'll never have 10,000 windows in our house, but that's okay. <laughs> we will not, but we'll see you guys on the next see one. See you next one.